When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, Laker fans? Appreciate you guys tuning in, being a part of the show. One hour Lakers basketball will go till 8 o'clock tonight. I got to get the NBA League Pass on. Carl Anthony Towns supposedly had 60 right now. Joel Embiid already had 70 tonight. What the hell is going on tonight? Uh, that's what I get for not watching really any of the NBA games. And uh, this, of course, on the eve uh, 2006 on this day in 2006, Kobe dropped 81 against the Toronto Raptors. I was going to get into that a little bit later, but uh, interesting. A lot of, uh, lot of uh, photos and tweets going on around uh, uh, Twitter right now, around the NBA. MB dropping his 70, like I mentioned, Call Anthony Towns got 60 in there. Seven minutes left to go in a close game in the fourth quarter. So let's see what he ends up with. I'll keep you guys posted on that. Uh, we got a lot to get into tonight. Brad Turner of the LA Times. Does such a fantastic job. He's been with the LA Times for a number of years. Covers the Lakers. BT's going to join us here uh, coming up in about a half hour or so. And at least for me, you know, I want to spend a little time talking about what was the Lakers week. What the Lakers got coming up this week. Of course, the disappointing loss against the Brooklyn Nets and just the continuing the head scratcher of what the heck this franchise is. What this team is. All the attention towards D'Angelo Russell and what happens with his situation with the Lakers. Does he get traded? Does he not get traded? Do the Lakers make a move? Do they not make a move? Uh, some good sound from Sham Sharania. Some good sound from Adrian Wojnarowski. So we got a lot to get into, and we'll certainly do that. Lakers, by the way, got a game coming up against the Clippers tomorrow. A couple hours ago, the Lakers sent out their status report of – Who's in the game, who's not, and and guys that are probable or questionable. LeBron James not playing tomorrow against the Los Angeles Clippers. So Braun will not be available. Um it's gonna he's gonna miss his fifth game this year. He's on pace to play over seventy games this year in his twenty first season. I don't think anybody's gonna complain when Braun needs to take a second and let his body get right. The only unfortunate thing for the Lakers, every one of these games are so critical because they've dug themselves a hole. I mean, you're 22 and 22, 40 games in. You're hovering around the ninth or 10th spot. So the Lakers, obviously not the uh, best position to be in in regards to where the Lakers are. And I don't think any Laker fan or anyone in the front office or any of the players are content with where the Lakers are sitting. Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Rush into your neighborhood, Valvoline. Let the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and game-winning coupons. Okay. Um, Man, it was a very, very frustrating weekend around Lakers basketball. Um, th- this just, I think, adds to the... And I know they won yesterday, and I, I know if, if there are some Laker fans out there that want me to just focus on the positives, probably not going to happen tonight. i got to be honest with you. And, and I'll tell you why. Um, did they beat the Blazers? Did they blow them out yesterday? Absolutely they did. Give them all the credit there is what it is. I don't think anything happened that was shocking yesterday. I don't think anybody's sitting there and saying, watch out for the Lakers, they've turned the corner. But I think what a lot of Laker fans... 
And I, I think what a lot of people were thinking was, hey, can the Lakers go on a little bit of a run? They started last week off. They took care of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Tough game. Oklahoma City's been a really good team all year long. Then they go out and obviously take on uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Luka misses three games, eventually comes back. As uh, he comes back, the Lakers, you find themselves in a position where they, they end up pulling away against the Dallas Mavericks and kind of made it look pretty easy. And now you're starting to say, all right, here we go. Um, maybe the Lakers now are, are going to start going on a run. We know how easy the schedule was going to be to end the week. Brooklyn and Portland – that's what they needed. They needed a W against Brooklyn and Portland to make it a four-game winning streak. Brooklyn, Brooklyn had lost uh, 14 of 17 games, and I thought that game just really indicated just how frustrating of a team the Lakers have been uh, so far this year. They play one good half, and they absolutely don't show up in that second half. Shouldn't this team be desperate? I mean, aren't they at a point of the season now where – they got to come in and play with desperation, not play with their food, understand that any team can beat the Lakers on any given night. Also understand that the Lakers are, you know, unfortunately in a position as far as the standings go where they could be easily in a playing tournament game like they have been uh, a couple different times over the last couple of years. And even worse, they could be in a ninth or 10th spot where they got to win two games just to make the playoffs. Um, so far in the month of January, the Lakers are 5-5. Five and five. They were supposed to gain ground in the month of January, and they haven't done so. Now, if you look at the rest of the schedule, they got five games left in the month of January. What's it look like? Um, this is what it looks like for the Lakers in January. In January, you got... Clippers tomorrow, that's without LeBron James. Clippers are a really good team. You're already behind the eight ball there. Chicago coming up on Thursday. Lakers should win that game, but they've lost games that they should win. Then you start a six-game road trip. Golden State, Houston, and Atlanta. Can they beat all three of those teams? They can. The problem is they could also lose to all three of those teams. Nothing's a guarantee for the Lakers. Like I mentioned, 5-5 five and five so far in the month of January – this was supposed to be the month that the Lakers really started moving up in the standings. That has not been the case. So that's why I harp on that game against Brooklyn. That's why, you know, Brooklyn is just an example of what it was earlier in the season or earlier in the month, uh, let alone, where they lost to Memphis or they lost to, um, let me use another game as an example, Miami without Jimmy Butler. They've already had games like that this month that you just can't afford to lose, and the Lakers are still putting themselves in a really tough position and losing games like that. Barely got out, got out against the Toronto Raptors. We know how that game went. So it's it's just it's a constant frustration with this team. Five and five through the month of January, and uh, I by no means looked at that game against Portland yesterday and thought of anything special. I was still actually getting even more frustrated about the broken loss. Um, D'Angelo Russell has been absolutely balling out over these last five games. D'Angelo Russell, I want to give him some credit because he deserves it. And I know there's a lot of people, um, D'Lo's a very polarizing basketball player. And there's a lot of people there that have an opinion on D'Angelo Russell. And D'Lo so far this year has kind of had the up and ups and downs. Um got pulled from the starting lineup. All of a sudden, you saw his minutes go down 17, 18 minutes in a couple contests. And to be honest with you, I thought for a quick second there that maybe D'Lo's not getting back into that that lineup here where he's playing significant minutes again. 
Then uh, Coach Darvin Ham makes a decision. He gets Austin Reeves back in the starting lineup. Then he decides to put D'Angelo Russell back in the starting lineup as well. D'Lo in his last five games for the Lakers has been balling out. Um, they had a loss against the Utah Jazz. He put up 39 points and had eight assists. They had a win against the Thunder. He had 14 and six, a couple steals as well. They had a win against the Dallas Mavericks, balled out again. 29 points and three assists. They had the loss against the Brooklyn Nets, 20-7, and seven, and then last night against the Portland Trailblazers. These are big-time numbers, 34-8, and eight, two block shots. I'm not talking LeBron. I'm not talking Anthony Davis. We're, we're, we're so accustomed seeing those two players do what they do. No, no, no. It wasn't those two players. It was, like I mentioned, it was D'Angelo Russell, and he's had a, a really, really nice stretch here over the last five games. Why now? And I, to be honest with you, I don't know if I know the answer there. Is it because he's getting more minutes and he's back in the starting lineup and, and that's all it really took? It just it took a little bit of, well, if you're going to take my minutes away, if I get back into that starting lineup, I'm going to make sure that I dominate. Is it as simple as that or is there, a, is there another story here? And I don't have the answer for you, but I'm going to do my best to try to pr- predict what's happened over the last five games. Is it because of all the trade talk? Um, since D'Angelo Russell signed his deal in the summer with the Lakers, and, and once we got the details of what that deal looked like, it said, "Hey, it said D'Angelo Russell is re-signing with the Los Angeles Lakers." Okay, what's the terms? Two years. Okay, two years. What's he making? About thirty-six, thirty-seven million dollars total. Okay, and then it came in where it was. There's a team. There's a player option in the second year. And there is no trade clause within his contract. The moment he signed his deal, I think everybody, and this isn't, you know, we've seen the date so far. It's Rui Hachimura. It's Austin Reeves. It's, well, you got to wait till after December 15th to trade this player, after January 15th to trade that player. But D'Angelo Russell, since he's been a part of so many trades in his career and since the structure of his contract allowed for a trade, we've been talking about D'Angelo Russell and a potential trade for D'Lo really since the offseason. And that, look, if you look at his contract, it's actually very tradable. And you know what? That's an asset for the Lakers because if another team gets him, then they only have, it's not a long-term contract. It's not a bad contract. I think we're all kind of convincing ourselves of, all right, well, this could very well happen. It could happen with D'Angelo Russell. Um, Is he starting to ball out because of all the trade talk? And is he kind of put himself in a position where, He's saying to himself, you know what, who cares? Whatever happens from here moving forward, I'm just not going to give a flying you-know-what, and I'm just going to go out there and try to ball out every night, and if somebody doesn't like it, well, too bad. Who knows if I'm even going to be here in the next uh, two and a half weeks, three weeks or so. I, I, there's a part of me, I've always been critical on D'Angelo Russell. When the Lakers drafted him, number two pick, um, I was critical back then when they had him. And even now, there's there's plenty of times where I'm incredibly critical on D'Lo. And a lot of it has to do with that performance in the playoffs. And there were moments where um, Darvin Ham couldn't even play him towards the end of games because teams were going right after him. The Denver Nuggets were going right after him. So he wasn't defending. Uh, he wasn't a threat from the outside. He wasn't facilitating and, and creating for himself. So they opted to go with Dennis Schroeder towards the end of those games. But I feel for him a bit. I I really do. If you think about it, his entire career, he's been a part of all the trade chatter. 
Traded to the Nets back in 2017. Sign and trade with the Golden State Warriors when KD decided to go to Brooklyn. Uh, traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Traded to the Lakers last uh, in 2023 before the trade deadline. And here we are again. Um, D'Angelo Russell is a part of trade conversations once again. I don't know what's going to happen. I-, I will just say this. The way he's been playing, I'm going to give him credit for it. If the Lakers can improve their roster because D'Angelo Russell's a part of a trade... It's nothing personal, it's just business, and they just got to do their job. Am I a firm believer in D'Angelo Russell? I'm not. Uh, I, I, I haven't been, and I don't know if anything is going to change my mind unless he's on this roster through the end of the year, and then he goes out on a playoff run, and we're talking about how um, it's idiotic to not have him in towards the end of games or playing 35 minutes. But until that happens, I know it's a nice five-game stretch, but uh, D'Lo obviously has not been the most consistent player. I still want to give him his props for what he's done over the last five games. Okay, when we come back, spend a little time on, on the latest uh, some of these trade rumors. I got something from Sham Sharania, the Athletic. Woj, um, also from NBA Today, was talking about the Lakers. So we'll spend a little bit of time on that. And like I mentioned, Brad Turner coming up in about 15 minutes. If you guys want to be a part of the show... 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN. Happy to take any of your calls. Uh, Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right, quick uh, quick shout-out here to Valvoline Instant Oil Change, a proud partner here of Lakers Talk, rushing your neighborhood Valvoline. Let those expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. Visit SoCalOilChange.com 
for locations and game-winning coupons. Uh, appreciate Valvoline, their partnership here on uh, Lakers Talk. Brad Turner coming up here shortly. If you guys want to be a part of the show, 877-710-ESPN. I got the Charlotte-Minnesota game on in the background on NBA TV. And some Laker fans are saying, Al, why are you watching the Charlotte Hornets versus the Minnesota Timberwolves? First of all, um, I do watch random games like this. But number two, Carl Anthony Towns has 62 points. And the Charlotte Hornets are up three with uh, 1.7 seconds left to go. Carl Anthony Towns was complaining to the referees that he got fouled. He did get fouled, did not get the free throw, so they're going to get one more shot. Uh, Joel Embiid already dropped 70 tonight. Funches was just telling me, Funch, were you telling me that Carl Anthony Towns has 10 threes? 10 three-pointers, the most ever for a center. The heck is going up? Wait, isn't Gobert their center? Who's their center? I don't Gobert know. That, I, I, that's Towns. a stat I saw. The most ever by a that's center. That's incredible. But, you know, that's incredible. All right, now I'm uh, complaining over the details here. Um, we uh, trade deadlines coming up February 8th, and every day we're getting yeah some kind of information around the Los Angeles Lakers. You guys know how this works, but where there's smoke, there's fire, and a lot of these conversations are geared around D'Angelo Russell. I, I want to play a I want to play a quick little uh, clip here from Adrian Wojnarowski. This was on NBA Today, earlier today, talking about the Lakers, their situation, and some of these conversations with the Atlanta Hawks. They're in a lot the same place as they were last year, knowing they needed to upgrade their talent. Uh, you know, they have a pick available. They have a pick swap available. But I think this is an L.A. team you know, you go back to the summer, yeah. and they had some confidence that they might be able to sign Bruce Brown in free agency mm-hmm. until Indiana stepped up, offered him the two years, $45 million. They didn't get him. He goes to Indiana. The Lakers tried to see if they could trade for Bruce Brown from the Pacers. Didn't get him. He goes to Toronto as part of the Pascal Siakam deal. And now that Lakers, they're going to continue to be on the phone with Toronto between now and the trade deadline, mm. uh, trying to see if there's a way that they can get Bruce Brown, uh, listen, he was part of the group that eliminated the Lakers from the playoffs last year. You've seen his impact on winning teams in the playoffs. I think certainly that's a player. DeJounte Murray, the Lakers have talked with the Hawks. They'll probably talk again. Atlanta is really trying to live in a world where they can get back more of the package that they gave up for DeJounte Murray. Three first-round picks, um, a pick swap. it's going to be very difficult for them to get that value back. They don't have to trade him at the trade deadline. He's under contract for a number of years. I think they're trying to find a way to do it. I think for any Laker trade, though, if D'Angelo Russell is going to be in that trade and you're trading for a guard and the salaries just match up, I think D'Angelo Russell having a player option on next year's deal and the expectation that he would exercise that player option, if he's not going to be your starting point guard somewhere, I think in a lot of these situations – Either you're going to have to give, I think, some more draft compensation with the, with D'Angelo Russell, or you're going to have to find a third team that's going to need that to take on his salary. And, and if he again, if he's not going to be your starter, right. uh, I, I think that makes it a little more difficult for the Lakers to find a match here on a trade. All right, that's interesting stuff right there from Adrian Wojnarowski, and and we know that Woj obviously on top of everything. Um, let me start first with the D'Lo piece of it, and then I'll I'll work my way back and go to the Bruce Brown uh, side of things as well. So, by the way, it's interesting, right? Those players 
D'Lo and Bruce Brown, their history, and Bruce Brown talking about in the playoffs that they're going to try to go at D'Angelo Russell, and they did that, and basically took him out of the game against the Denver Nuggets, at least in that series, and Bruce Brown had a lot to do with that. He was a fantastic role player for them. Um, in regards to D'Lo and his player option and the conversation with the, with, uh, the Atlanta Hawks, my, where I always kind of stopped at this, where I always got confused about DeJounte Murray, I always thought to myself, wouldn't there be other teams out there that can get a better package than what the Lakers are offering? Um uh, Shams had put this out a little bit earlier. He put out, uh, this was on NBA Central. They took part of what he'd said on, on a podcast that we was on via Run It Back FD. This is, I think, the FanDuel TV. Atlanta wants to find a third team to take on D'Angelo Russell in order to complete a DeJounte Murray trade with the Lakers. It's centered around D'Angelo Russell, a 2029 first-round draft pick, and a pick swap pick swap, I'm told. The holdup was that Atlanta wanted to find a third team for D'Angelo Russell. So I think between Shams's reporting and Woj's reporting, Atlanta's trying to get as much draft compensation as possible. When they did trade for DeJounte Murray, they gave up three first-round picks. Um, and the Lakers are, it sounds like they're willing to give up D'Lo and, uh, and a pick as well, first-round pick. And now it's up to Atlanta to see, hey, can we get another team involved that actually wants to keep D'Angelo Russell and they want him at as their starting point guard the remainder of this year and also next year as well because everybody believes that D'Angelo Russell is going to pick up that player option. A lot going on. And a lot of it, like I said, is geared around D'Angelo Russell. I've said this before. I'll say it again. If I think if the Lakers can go out there and grab DeJounte Murray, I'm in. And even though he's got an extension that kicks in next year and means he's going to be on the Lakers, he'd be on the Lakers for three years guaranteed, and then he'd have a player option for that fourth year. Makes about $24, $26, 30000000 million over the course of the, that, that uh, four-year deal. Um, I still think that's a, a fair contract for a player of his caliber at his age at 27 years old. I know what I'm going to get with D'Angelo Russell, and I, I do feel like there's more of an upside with DeJounte Murray. That's one person's opinion. Um, if the Lakers can go make that happen, awesome. But my hesitation is... I, I sometimes I feel like the Lakers are just kind of used in to try to up deals, and if the Lakers are involved, and we know how important it is right now for the Lakers at this stage that they're trying to take advantage of every single day, second, and minute LeBron James is playing at this level. Um, is it to just stir up and see what they can get from other teams? I thought what Woj said there at the end was very important as well. They don't have to trade them. I mean, if it doesn't work out and they can't trade him this year and they don't like the offers that they're getting at this trade deadline, they could wait till the offseason. And if that doesn't work as well the offseason, they could trade him at, at the next trade deadline. I don't know what the hurry would be from the Atlanta Hawks. I, I, listen, I, I hope it happens. I, I just feel like there's probably going to be a lot of teams out there that are also going to have interest in a DeJounte Murray, and we'll see what they have to offer. Last thing I just want to point out before we get to Brad Turner, and I'll, I'll spend some time talking with Brad Turner about this as well, the Bruce Brown stuff's very interesting. Very interesting. Now, he's with Toronto, so how the Lakers would try to get Bruce Brown. He was I just remember him as such a key piece to the Denver Nuggets, and he felt like he fit in and, and everything else, but 
He is also I, – I, he would just be really a role player. So what you're giving up to get him, I'd love to see what more of those details look like. All right, Brad Turner of the uh, L.A. Times coming up next. Stay right here. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. This is uh, Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Okay. I'll- Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Lakers uh, got another game coming up tomorrow, taking on the Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers home game over at Crypto.com Arena a couple hours ago. uh, Lakers put out their status report. LeBron James not playing in tomorrow's game. We'll start out here with LeBron. I want to welcome in BT, Brad Turner from the LA Times. Uh, BT, always uh, appreciate you taking the time, my friend. How are you doing? And I'm doing great, Allie. You know why I'm doing even better? Let's hear it. Why? Uh, why is that? Usually, usually when you and I talk at crypto, yeah. yeah, someone else is in the way, and so now we just have two basketball minds. That's be you and myself, and that okay. guy, Michael Thompson, is not around. Okay, I'm gonna tell Michael that tomorrow. I'm gonna tell Michael Please that do. we had a um, amazing conversation here on the show, yes, and that do. he was not a part of it. <laughs> BT. BT, I'll I'll start off with this. Are, are you uh, look? LeBron's only missed four games this year. He's on pace to play seventy games plus. That's how available he's been for the Lakers. He's thirty nine years old. He's in his twenty first season. Um, but the Lakers are just twenty two and twenty two. The status report comes out. Bron's not playing tomorrow. Uh, surprise to you at all, or or no? This just kind of comes with the territory of somebody that's trying to go through a grind of eighty two games. You know, not surprised. I think it's just the grind of the season. You know, I was with the Lakers in Utah last week when they did the same thing. He didn't play there. You know, and that was, in the case of the Lakers, a pretty big game for them. And they actually played really well in Utah. And then they sort of, the Jazz sort of took the game over in the fourth quarter and got a lot of free throws in the second half. But we know that LeBron has been great for the Lakers. He's been available for the Lakers. Anthony Davis has been available. And as you said, they're still 22 and 22. No. So they need, as Shaq would say, the others hmm. just to increase and then step their games up. Yeah, it's a, it's a good way to describe it. I mean, Austin Reeves has yet to miss a game. If I'd have told you, BT, if I said before the season started, AD's going to miss two games, and we're over. We're, we're we're in the second half of the season. Bron's going to miss four. Austin Reeves isn't going to miss a game, and I think Delo's missed four games. Would you just assume 
that the team, because of their health coming off the Western Conference uh, championship last year, getting to the Western Conference finals, would you just assume that, hey, they, okay, they got to be a top four seed, top three seed, something along those lines? And how surprised are you that under those circumstances they're not? I would have assumed that. How could you not? Because the big key has always been if LeBron and AD are not available, then the Lakers will struggle. Well, this season, LeBron and AD have been available for for the most part, a lot of the times. And here they are at 500. I don't, I'm, I'm still trying to pinpoint why hmm. and asking people why this has been the case. Think about this, Alan. They were great in the NBA play-in games, right, last season. They were great when they played in Las Vegas. They won that, the NBA Cup, and then they've gone pretty much just downhill since that time. They've been the below-average team. The exact reason why has befuddled me, and I would say it's befuddled them because if it hadn't, they would have figured out a way to change things around. No, But to answer your question, yeah, I would have always thought that they would be, as you said, top four in the West with those two guys playing a lot of games. Uh, Brad Turner from the LA Times, uh, nice enough to take some time here and join us here on Lakers Talk. BT, um, D'Angelo's had a, a pretty up-and-down season. Um, it, it, I would say had some inconsistencies, um, uh, dealt with um, – uh, I'm trying to think here off the top of my head what his injury was now that I'm uh, now that I'm thinking. But he missed a few games, let's put it that I way. I think he had the tailbone injury. Oh, that's what that, it was, uh, a tailbone. a couple of games, right. That, that's exactly right. It was a tailbone injury, was in the starting lineup, and then all of a sudden he's coming off the bench and – um, I started kind of trying to question what exactly his role with this Lakers team is. What have you noticed in these last five games? Um, <laughs> you're watching this. You're watching the Lakers every night. And, and we're talking about some really big performance, 39-8, and 34-8, and uh, a 29-4-3. What have you noticed over these last five games where it feels like things are clicking for him? I think he's more engaged. That was a question that I asked him a couple of games ago. As a starter, are you more engaged, and why is that? His response was, engage? You know, I'm engaged, but his play shows that he's more into the game as a starter, that that's the role he enjoys more than coming off the bench, that is more aggressive, he's more decisive in his play, he has a better purpose, and he gives, I'm going to say, a little bit better effort on defense than he does when he comes off the bench, which is, you know, better. You know, but that, the word I'll keep using is the Angela Russell has become more engaged at the start because some people just like that better than coming off the bench. Hmm. Yeah, and, and, and that's interesting because, you know, here's a player that he spends, and I'm sure he's not, and I don't know how many, you know, personal conversations you've had with him or, or part of the scrum when you're doing stuff in the pregame or the postgame when you guys get a chance to connect with some of the players. But how do you think how do you think he takes and he feels about his name being mentioned in trade talks every single year? I mean, think about how many different teams he's played for, uh, traded to the Brooklyn Nets, traded to the Golden State Warriors, um, traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves, traded to the Lakers. And, and here we are now again talking about some of the, the trade conversations around D'Angelo Russell. Any 
Any idea of how he feels uh, about this just being such a topic every single, you know, night in and night or not even night, season in and season out? On the surface, he tries to come off with being bravado, but it can would bother anyone to think that. You start thinking the people that I'm with don't really love me. Why is that? And this is his second time with the Lakers, right? Why are they trying to move me somewhere else? You know, not the thought being someone else wants me. Some other teams have a high interest in me playing for them. You know, so that's difficult. And he's still a young player, you know, but that's what I think. I think it's a bravado, but at the same time, it bothers him because he wants to be here. He would like to help the Lakers win an NBA championship. His favorite player is Austin Reeves. Mm-hmm. And the two of them play very well together. And he doesn't want to leave him, doesn't want to leave the Lakers. I'm sure he wants to be here, but the Lakers have to do what's best for the organization to improve their team. And if it means trading one of their valuable assets, one of their top players and D'Angelo Russell, then that's what they would do. BT, I, you know, you've been around the team for a long time and, and have personal relationships with a, a lot of these players, the coaching staff, the front office. Um, what, what do you think is going on through the, the, the Lakers' front office mind right now and how they view D'Angelo Russell? Or is it just as simple as, look, it's nothing personal, it's business. And like you just mentioned, you got a LeBron who's 39 years old and there's always pressure to have to win right now. Um, how much pressure do you think that front office feels of making a move before the trade deadline? They are 22 and 22. You know, there's some there, but the idea is to be patient and to do things the right way. I mean, we saw how they made the moves last year, and look at what happened. They ended up getting to the conference finals. Now, obviously, there's no guarantee that would happen again if they keep the same team or if they go out and get another player or two, there are no guarantees in this league. But as I said before, the idea is you have to do whatever you can to improve your team. And at 500, they need help. They need to improve the team. And if you can't do that, then you have to improve your play. And that would include LeBron James, Anthony Davis, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura. Everyone has to get better. And if you can't get better with the players you have, then you're going to find some other players that can help you get better during the season. BT, I've heard this from a few different people, and um, and maybe it's because the Lakers were able to do it last year. This team as is, let, let's say they're not able to go make a move, or if they make a move, it's it's nothing. It, it's, it's, uh, it's a small move, and it's not something that really kind of shifts what the roster looks like. Do you still have faith that, this team as is can not just make the playoffs, but also uh, be a dangerous team, a, a, a tough out, as constructed right now, let's just assume that no big trade went down. Oh, absolutely. Because you have one of the best players who have ever played the game, LeBron James. You get him in the playoffs, and he's not going to be easy out. You get Anthony Davis out there, he won't be an easy out. That, which in turn means the Lakers won't be easy out. And so now it means 
You're not playing four games in five days, or you're not playing every other day. You get a chance to lock in on a game plan, so they won't be easy to beat. I mean, they're going to be a difficult team to knock out if they keep the same team, and this team knows how good they can be because they've done it. They know how to follow the game plan. They know the intensity that it takes because they've been there before. So by no means would they be an easy out if the same team is together and they make their trades by the deadline. Brad Turner uh, covers the Los Angeles Lakers for the LA Times. Uh, Nice enough here to uh, join us here on Lakers Talk. BT, one more quick Laker question, and then I want to move to the game tomorrow. Lakers and the Clippers got a couple questions on the Clippers and just the NBA as a whole for you. Um, On the Lakers front, what, what is the... What is the most important thing that you think they need to address before the deadline? That what 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 kind of stands out to you that you feel is going to be most important to address before February eighth hits? I would say an athletic point guard because the point guards in the NBA and in the West are damn good and they're athletic and they make things happen. That's sort of the way the league has gone. I think the Lakers have wing players, they have defenders, but the point guard that can run the show, that can get his own shot, that can pass the ball and can play defense, that's what they're missing most of all. Um, BT, the the Laker Clipper game tomorrow and without LeBron James, you know, we'll see what the Lakers are able to do. I think you had a good point. They played competitively in the past without LeBron. I'm thinking of the game against Minnesota, the game against Utah that you mentioned a little bit earlier as well. Um, where are you now on the Clippers? When they still, when they first made the trade for James Harden and where they sit today now that they've had you know a number of games where you got a chance to see that roster, uh, what, what, what do you feel about where the Clippers are and what their potential is? Man, look, they went on a 22-0 run yesterday against the Brooklyn Nets to end the game. 22-0, that's their greatness. And as I say all the time, I believe that Tyron Lue is one of the top five best coaches in the NBA. And as long as they have him, they're going to be a tough team to beat. And as long as they have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George healthy, they're going to be a tough team to beat. And as long as Russell Westbrook and James Harden are willing to sacrifice some of their games, the Clippers will be a tough team to beat during the regular season and especially in the playoffs. Yeah, it's funny, uh, BT. If I told you right now, um, and I'm just looking at the top teams in the Western Conference, I know technically OKC and Minnesota, those are the top two teams in the Western Conference. But top two in the West, let's put the standings to the side. Um, I think everybody would agree Denver is one of those teams. Are Clippers yes. are, are that are they that high up as well? Would you take Clippers and Timberwolves in a seven game set, or Clippers and OKC in a seven game set? Just I'm curious to see where you have the Clippers in the, in the standings. No, I would say number two behind Denver, but keep in mind what you have in OKC is a young team that hasn't been in the playoff wars. You have a pretty young team in Minnesota that's going to the playoffs, but they haven't gotten past the first round. Those where the Clippers a few years ago got to the conference finals and the Denver Nuggets, well, they are NBA champions, right? And they went into 
Boston and won the game in Boston. Hmm. Broke their 20 and old. They won, what, 20 straight games this season at Boston? Had lost a game at home? Yeah, you're right. Well, they broke that. So in my eyes, I'm the old school guy. The team to beat remains the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I don't think uh, anyone's going to argue with you on that one. Uh, BT, as always, uh, I appreciate the time. And, uh, you know, I I know there's a lot going on at the L.A. Times right now. So uh, wishing, obviously, you and all your colleagues the uh, the absolute best, your – um, the absolute uh, a, a joy to work with, and, and over the years, it's always been amazing to do so. And my hope is that's obviously many, many years come uh, coming here. But I know there's a lot going on with the LA Times, so I, uh, good luck with everything, and I appreciate you uh, taking the time as always. Adam, thank you for saying that, and so did my coworkers. Thank you very much. We yes, appreciate sir. that. All right, that's uh, BT right there. Uh, Brad Turner of the LA Times. When we come back, final thoughts. We'll preview a couple of the games coming up. Um, on this day in 2006, Kobe dropped 81 points. We'll spend some time on that as well. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This entire crowd on its feet, including my partner, for the night at least. Did I miss anything while I was gone? Uh, Just another one in many. Oh, okay. Kobe Bryant, 28 for 46 from the field. This would be 18 for 20 from the And 81 point game, 55 in the second half. Ladies and gentlemen, you have witnessed the second greatest scoring performance in NBA history. On this day, back in 2006, Kobe Bryant drops 81 points against the Toronto Raptors, one of the greatest individual achievements, individual performances of any player in the regular season. Um, Just uh, incredible, incredible. It's kind of crazy with today. Today is insane because um, we all know that this happened back in 2006 and wherever you were watching the game I remember just chilling at home thinking this was just going to be a regular Sunday night game I'm down in San Diego and uh, I'm just you know it's just uh, it's a Sunday night game against the Raptors there's nothing special that's going to happen here and Kobe does what he does he drops his 81 but what's so fascinating is today um, Carl Anthony Towns had 58 points through three quarters. He only had four points in the fourth quarter, so ended up with 62. And then Joel Embiid dropped 70 tonight for the Philadelphia 76ers. That's crazy to think. That's crazy to look back on. 
Um, but Kobe with his 81, one of his, his most iconic performances, and he's got uh, a number of them. Could be 60 through three quarters against the Dallas Mavericks. It could be um, the 60 in his final game ever played. Uh, and then I could go through a, a long laundry list of everything else that he's done and accomplished. But this day, back in 2006, Kobe drops 81. Uh, big week for the Lakers, as they all are at this point. Um, you got the Clippers game tomorrow. That's going to be a tough one. I mean, I, I don't know what else to tell you. Without LeBron James, uh, it's going to be an incredibly tough game for the Lakers. We'll see what they're able to do. I think, I don't want to call it more important, but critical is that they get the, the, the last two for the rest of the week. you got to beat the Chicago Bulls at home. That game is obviously coming up. Uh, that's a Thursday game. Then you got to beat the Golden State Warriors on Saturday on the road. That's when the Lakers start a six-game road trip. Uh, it's going to be critical, critical that the Lakers win at, at least those two games. We'll see what happens tomorrow, but they're going to have to get those two games after that. And looking at the uh, Chicago Bulls as far as record goes, 21 and 23. They're actually in a dogfight right now against the Phoenix Suns. And then the Golden State Warriors, 18 and 22. They've been struggling. They're all over the place. Who knows what they're going to do with the trade deadline? Uh, I think everybody would agree. Yep, that dynasty probably over. Probably going to change at some point, and uh, and we'll see what they end up doing. But critical week for the Lakers. They're sitting in ninth in the Western Conference standings. Um, the good news for the Lakers. You know, Dallas lost again, and Sacramento has lost four games in a row. Luckily for the Lakers, they've had some other teams lose. That's getting them a little bit closer to that number six, number seven spot. Um, Okay, appreciate uh, everything from uh, Funches, from Mario, from DeAndre, LA. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your night.